Hey guys, and welcome to a thrilling episode of Three Shows and a Book. I'm your host, Liz. I'm the other one, Shiloh. And on today's show, we are going to do Mr. Hannigan's Phone 2022, found on Netflix. Um, Shiloh, if you want to continue to introduce this one, then I'll, I'll grab the drink. Oh, sure. Yep, so this is uh, based on a short story, also called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. Yes, Harrigan. I always want to say Hannigan, but it's Harrigan. Did I say Hannigan? Uh, you may have done, but we knew what you meant. Oh, God. Mr. Harrigan's Phone. I was um, looking at it right here on the paper, no, too. I wrong every time. Uh, this is from the book of short stories, If It Bleeds, by Stephen King, published in 2020. So, which is also when Netflix purchased the rights. Yeah, straight away, I guess. That's yeah, nice. somebody I mean, read it and was like, it's, um, like, it's a really we gotta we yeah. gotta land this before it becomes like a, a, a before somebody else. Yeah, twentieth century or some shit. Yeah, um, is it twenty first century now? I don't know. So Liz is kind of tired, and we will get into that very soon. But first, why don't you tell us about what we're drinking? Tonight? All right, because so, it's a departure. <laughs> So, um, we're having my leftovers from the other day, uh, blue agave hornitos, tequila seltzer, um, mainly because wine was not an option at this moment. Um, just, we had puppies, so we'll get into that in the next... Next bit. In the, yeah, in the next bit. Yes. So, let's keep going. So, you're having passion fruit. Yes. And I am having pineapple. So, we'll see how that goes. We'll see. And I haven't had either of those flavors, so oh, maybe okay. we can like pour some in the glass and then mm, share them. Yeah, okay. exactly. And they're 5% alcohol for what it's worth. Well, that's not terrible. Which is probably what, what you need tonight. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what I need tonight. And let's get going. Let's go. Okay, so here we go. Here we are. Yeah. So um, <laughs> recording in a whole different room because our podcast room has been overtaken by puppies. Yes, yes, it has. So uh, Saturday, yesterday, um, my dog's water broke. I'm getting in my drink. Yeah, I'll join you on that. Um, here, pour a little in this and then we'll switch glasses. Okay. Oh, it smells very pineapple-y. They're not colored. Okay, that one's the passion fruit that you're drinking. And passion fruit smells like passion fruit. I'm going to drink my pineapple first, though. I'm going to try mine first. Hmm. It's like water. I mean, kind of. Lightly flavored water. Yeah. It is the, uh, what's the name of that that brand? <sighs> I don't know. Oh, uh, mm, I do know. Yes. Bubbly, not bubbly. No. Um, fuck. I know. Tony, what, come to us. Tony, what's the name of that brand? What brand? That water. That seltzer water that tastes like hint of air. <laughs> LaCroix. LaCroix. La there it is. LaCroix. LaCroix. Yes. <laughs> yep. Now, the passion fruit, I feel like, it's got a little bit of a stronger flavor than the pineapple. I'm going to try the pineapple now. Okay. Right? It's a little odd. It is. It's a little odd. You should have seen the face she made. It was really... I, I don't know. Yeah. Do you I want me to pour decide. some more passion fruit for you? That's, no. Uh, it's okay. I'll drink it. I just can't decide. The, like, the aftertaste is it's good. It's pineapple is... Yeah. It's pineapple is weird and then it's pineapple is pretty okay. So I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know where I am. It hits that. your tongue and it's like... 
hello chemicals <laughs> <laughs> and then it fades and you're like okay pineapple yes yeah no i see the pineapple now yes. there it is mm-hmm. um so anyway, puppies so we're in my in my dining room now which is not ideal for recording we're actually right next to a window and um you know my kids downstairs maybe he's been pre-warned to <laughs> keep it down because he's also connected to a computer yelling at you know people as he's playing his whatever game, game he's playing yeah and uh the hubs is in the back monitoring the puppies we just so we had four of them they're all boys we just which is wild yeah and then uh we had to weigh them and put their little color tags on and all that stuff so we're all pretty excited it's been a rough night but a uh, rough two days today is day two um Basically, you have to, every two hours, we are keeping the mom and puppies separate because she is a first-time mom, and she was getting a little overzealous with the umbilical cords, and doctor was concerned that she might cause more harm than good, so. That was a nice way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) The term is eviscerate. Yeah. That's, so that just eviscerate and puppy are words that should never go right, together. <laughs> right. It's it's an awful Ugh. awful thing to think of. Yes. Um so Mr. But they're cute little fatties. Oh my god. They're so adorable. And the one that I thought was the runt is not the runt. He's trouble. He is trouble. You little can, little gonna, red collar. Little we're gonna red. call him pumpkin. I've decided because they were originally supposed to be born on Thanksgiving, so I'm giving them all thanksgiving dinner names I, I like tony's idea better what was his remember it was like um you know it was basically off of native american stuff oh <laughs> tony what are some of the savage puppy names we were giving them because of thanksgiving well, this one is smallpox blankets smallpox blankets, right. smallpox blankets. <laughs> cultural appropriation <laughs> genocide what is it chief kill them white men <laughs> chief kill them white men <laughs> wow uh, i like his idea better yeah yeah mine's a little more friendly i was thinking like taters and gravy whitewashed marketable there you yes. go they're puppies okay <laughs> jesus we'll know their real names we'll know their yeah, real names right. that's it <laughs> They've got their their native names and their American names. (laughs) That's so terrible. It's really bad. But, you know, Thanksgiving, it's got some ugly... Real bad history. Ugly beginnings. I mean, and we make it so cheerful. And, you know, I I always think about Adam's family values Mm -hmm. when she goes to camp and they do the whole Thanksgiving Day. Which Um, really didn't make sense at a summer camp, but it was beautiful anyway. It was fantastic. I loved it. So good. And she's like, "You burned our villages and ravaged our people," and she's lighting matches. And yes, it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you should. I mean, I can't imagine. Pocahontas. Yeah. (laughs) Then she smiles. (laughs) (laughs) I want to laugh and play. I love that movie. Anyways, (laughs) moving on. Yes. Moving on. So I'm exhausted and uh, forgive but the, puppies the audio are so quality. Cute. Yes, they're adorable. Oh my God, little fat brown Oh my God. potatoes. He, oh my God. The they're fattest so one is hilarious. It is extremely... I'm going to mute this real quick. I think you probably should. Yep, yep, yep. 
anyway, so oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph. That's not mute. I'm so sorry. That's me paging my phone to find it. You did that one other time too. <laughs> You just can't handle this newfangled technology, can Pictures you? Pictures are not my friend. I need words. <laughs> I need words. She can't do the pictograms. No. <laughs> what I, is this? Hieroglyphics are, are... Squiggly line? What does that mean? No. <laughs> I need letters. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I would make a terrible Egyptian. I mean, if you were an Egyptian, you would, you know, be raised with it. So you'd actually be a really good Egyptian. True. And you would I make would a, terrible a terrible translator yeah. <laughs> of Egyptian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so wrench this back on track. Yes. So 2022 is, it was October of 2022. It was released on Netflix. and So it's um, really new. It's very, very new. And actually, if you recall, remember I texted you that you needed to watch this and even the kids could watch it. And you're like, oh, that's part of a Stephen King book. Yeah. And I never so, got around to watching it because I'm real good at that. Right. Like, oh, we need to watch this. And then when we go to watch something, I'm like, uh, I can't remember anything we wanted to watch. Well, I actually did not know that it was Stephen King until after the movie mm-hmm. when it, you know, was like written by Stephen King based mm-hmm. on the Stephen King novel, blah, 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 blah or not it's novel. Actually a sort, uh, it's only short 89 term. pages. So for Stephen King standards, it's like a teeny tiny little premature baby of a of a story which i will say that when i saw that this was coming out i was equal parts excited and worried and anxious because we all know stephen king's history with his works being made into movies they're just so hard to translate because there's so much that you need to capture in order to create the right mood Mm -hmm. and that's that's kind of um the beauty of Stephen King. Mm-hmm. It's a very intense, in-depth world. Right. And translating those to film is... There's a lot of there's a lot of character introspection, which does not translate. Happen. You know, not to mention all the weird monster things that just you, you can't. Well, I'm interested to see how this one translated. Um, it's an hour and 46 minutes long, found on Netflix. Mm-hmm. IMDb gave it a 6.0 out of 10. Google, 3.7 stars. Who the fuck is rating this on Google? Like, literally, I I went on there and I immediately hit five stars. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 44% on its tomato meter, which... Tomatometer? Is that how you say it? Tomatometer? I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to call it a tomatometer. I'm going to call it a tomato meter. (laughs) Uh, And then 51% is audience score. Hmm. So, um, I'm I'm with the audience. I, I gave it... Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, it is horror and drama is what the category is there. I could not find anything on budget. Oh, really? It, it like brushes on the budget and saying, oh, how small of a budget it is. But because it wasn't released in theaters, like I feel like Netflix is keeping it close to the best. And they talk yeah. about like nothing. Yeah. Got some good actors in it. Um, yeah. Donald this, Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Like, holy crap. He was kind of unrecognizable. Yeah. I, I asked Jeremy, you know, doing his usual in and out. I'm like, hey, do you know who that is? And he like stopped and he was looking and he was like, like almost but not quite and i'm like yeah that's donald sutherland he was like no shit well he hasn't really been doing a whole lot because of his age and Mm -hmm. then i had read that when he was approached about this he actually was super excited and thought yeah right up his alley and he's Mm -hmm. gonna do it 
Um, and it was the same thing with um, Jaden Mark Martell, mm-hmm. who plays Craig. Who I just love. Yep. I really love him. And Joe, how do I say his, his last name? Oh. Tepet. Oh. He plays Craig's Tippet. dad. Tippet. I don't know. My pen ran out of ink right in the loop, so I can't tell if I write T-I-P-P-E-T-T or T-A-P-P-E-T-T. Tip it. Tap it. Tap it. <laughs> Which Tap one it. is it? Mm. Bop it. <laughs> Twist it. <laughs> exactly. Stroke it. Oh, shit. Suck it. Um, so, uh, a lot of the actors were pretty excited, is what I read. Mm-hmm. Um, so, most of them are Stephen King fans. So, well, it's a really good story. So let's dive into it. Okay, let's dive in. You go ahead. Okay, so um, I'm kind of doing some of this off the top of my head because I watched the movie like a week ago when we were originally going to do it, and then we didn't because of reasons. So it's um, my fault, guys. It's it's okay. <laughs> it's it's life. It's there's been plenty of times when it's mm. been my fault. So um, it starts off like in a church, right? Isn't that where it starts? And yes. Craig, the main character, he's probably like nine years old, and he is doing the reading at church. Yes. And so he goes up and he um, does whatever the reading is, and then he goes home, and you see Mr. Harrigan come in to church late. Yes. And he's got a cane, and he comes thumping up the old wooden church aisle. Making a big old bunch of noise. And it's important to know that Craig narrates this. Yes. And it is, you know, he talks about, well, let's start at the beginning of how I came to know Mr. Harrigan. Yep. And he talks about how he met him in church and that he... Yeah, he didn't even actually meet him in church. He just saw him in church. He saw him in church Uh and then he had heard that Mr. Harrigan was offering money to kids to read to him yeah no 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 mr harrigan just came to his house and offered him the position yeah i didn't get that part i mean he came came to his house and was like hey i want you to come and read to me for five dollars an hour so if it said he was offering the position in the book he was not he just heard craig read and was very impressed by By how well he read but it was kind of funny because in the book he was impressed at how well craig read and with so much inflection and feeling and you know gave it just the right amount of whatever it needed but when you first hear craig reading in the movie he's like completely wooden there's no inflection whatsoever no it's terrible they talk about how he you know well they talk about how he pays them five dollars an hour and then craig says i don't know why he picked me i'm sure there were millions of other kids who read better than i did who could you know Mm -hmm. articulate a little better maybe he knew i was so desperate for five dollars an hour I don't know, but yeah, in the book, he was specifically chosen because of how well he read at such a young age. Mr. Harrigan was impressed. So he picks him, and you see that they're reading, and every year, it's the exact same ritual. You know, he comes on, like, Tuesdays every week, and he reads to Mr. Harrigan, and he's also, you know, at Christmas time. Yeah, like, three days a week. Yeah. And And he also helps Joe in the garden and, like, waters the plants and does little chory things around the house. 
Yeah. And so he, he basically becomes another person in this house and he gets to become attached to it. So at this point, he's a teenager going into high school and um, Mr. Harrigan is just, you know, has created quite the bond with him. Mm-hmm. They they seem like grandpa and grandson mm-hmm. and they have just a good relationship and every year um craig says he can expect four envelopes in the mail for mr harrigan one from easter one for his birthday no, it's, it's valentine's his birthday in september thanksgiving and christmas there you go because valentine's is so weird yes like, what and it's always a scratch off card mm-hmm. yeah and he never really want wins anything and in in the movie you know dad says let me guess a winner and you know kind of sarcastic and he's like no didn't win this time yeah he's, he's like what a cheapo lucky dime to, yeah to do it and apparently mr harrigan buys scratch offs like by the roll just yes. to give out to friends and associates and all that kind of stuff which that sounds like, like he does with an Craig. older person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i you know what i'll be honest i i like getting scratch offs i think they're fun i'm not gonna buy them myself but i do like to get them as gifts yeah Yep. So, yes. Um, so, at this point, you know, he's he's going into high school and he's, you know. Also, can we pause for a minute and just talk about how fucking gorgeous that house was? Oh, yeah. Ugh. So, Mr. Harrigan is obviously extremely wealthy. He's like a billionaire. He sits in this one room that has like an atrium attached to it that mm-hmm. has, that houses all these orchids. I mean. Yes. Gorgeous. Incredible. Gorgeous. And there's a scene where. Craig is like, what's in that closet? Mm -hmm. And he says, my secrets. Yeah, you can't go in there. That's my secrets. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you kind of get that eerie feeling like something, Mm -hmm. something is in there. Yeah. Um, But it's not what you think. Nope. Um, (laughs) Nope. Nope. And, okay, so I have to say, the beauty of this particular movie, and I'm hoping that the story was similar, is just not knowing I I I enjoy, I said not knowing is all the thrill because that's what it is like it, you you don't really know you're left to speculate everything pretty much there's yeah. no concrete answer there was actually a little bit more of a tie up in the movie than there was in the book yeah yeah but uh, Mr. Harrigan is like a billionaire and he has moved to this teeny tiny little town of like six hundred people. Um, because he wants to get away from it all. Like, he he wants to be away from people, is what he says. He picked this place because it has good views, but not spectacular views, because spectacular views draw people. So he's built this amazing house, and and that's just where he's going to live out the rest of his life. Hmm. With his gardener, his housekeeper, and Craig. That's about it. I mean, that sounds like the life to me. I mean, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I would be okay with that, That'd too. That'd be all right. Never been married, never had any kids, so he's kind of just a... On his own. A loner. And yeah. he's got a big library of all... I mean, Ugh. the house is spectacular. It's gorgeous. And Watch the movie even, just for the house, if nothing else. They don't even take you on a tour. Like, no, literally, so you, see you see the kitchen. From the front door, through that main big, like, atrium... Not atrium, but I don't even know what you call it. Foyer. Foyer. Yeah. yeah into like the kind of of study library and Mm -hmm. you can see the atrium behind and then the kitchen at one point yeah but oh it's what you can see is gorgeous the kitchen was actually really old-fashioned which i found kind of fun so i was wondering if it was more of a like 
a butler's kitchen. Yeah. You know how they have like one mm-hmm. main kitchen and then they'll have like a secondary kitchen where yeah. everything is actually prepared. Like, like where it's prepped. Yes. It's made in the kitchen, prepped in the butler's pantry and then taken out. Right. Yeah. Um, in the in the book, what he doesn't like in the movie, he had the house built. In the book, the house was already there. He just had it like remodeled. There's an indoor pool. There was an elevator, a glass elevator, which oh, Craig cool. thought was the shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he did a bunch of renovations to it, but it, he didn't build it from the ground up, which would make sense with the kitchen looking like that. Yeah. You know. All right. So he's in high school. He is given the grand tour. And as he's getting off the bus, he angers um, this guy. Kenny, Kenny Dankovich. Played by is- Cyrus Arnold. Yes, who is Kenny Yarbo in the story. I don't know. They changed a couple of names for no real reason. Huh. So, yeah, Yarbo became Yankovic, which uh, I don't know. Maybe that sounded more villainous to Netflix. All I think of is Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that sounds just silly and funny. There's nothing weird about that. But um, the big thing about starting high school is up until that point, Craig had been going to a high school or a, a school in the village that was basically like a single room schoolhouse. Yes. And now they're being bused on a on a little bus to the high school in another town. Yep, and the so, neighboring town. Yeah. So they know no one. You know, it's just the few kids that are old enough to start high school and, you know, half a dozen of them maybe. And so they're going to this new giant school when they've basically been in a one room schoolhouse. So very much culture shock. Well, yeah, and so the older guy who says, you know, I'm happy to show you the ropes, but uh, you're going to have to pay me. Right. So they pay him, and he shows him the ropes, but as soon as he gets off the bus, he, for some, somehow he angers Kenny by glancing over in his yeah, direction. Yeah, just looking at him or and something. And Yubo was like, no, 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 stay away from those guys. Like, yeah. don't even. Unless you want to get, what do you say, like stabbed or arrested or yep. something. Yeah, just stay away from those guys. So they go inside and, you know, they start talking about, like, oh, over here is, like, the jocks and the pretty people and, yeah. you know, popular people and, you know, the people are rough here and they're going to tear you apart. And if you know how to navigate, then you'll be okay. And then mm-hmm. he, I loved in the show how, or in the movie, how he points at the door and he's like, never go in there. <laughs> like, right. What is that place? Like, what is that place? I have no idea. Probably then, some kind of classroom, I guess. Yeah. Some class I don't that's know. just god awful. Yeah, no. So then he goes, they go to the cafeteria, and, you know, this is where all the cool people are. And it, they're all sitting in groups, and they're all of the people that have iPhones. Well, the or, iPhones well, are just, cell just phones. at one table. Yeah, just cell phones. So, yeah. you know, U-Boat's pointing them out, and he's like, there's the iPhones, and there's the whatever, Samsungs, and there's yeah. the this, and there's the that. And you've really made it when you can sit in there with them. Right. So then he comes home. Uh, well, well, he gets attacked, basically. Yeah, first, first he gets, uh, Kenny... Confronted Confronts Kenny. him in a stairwell, and he's, like, he's holding a paper bag, and he's like, here, take this bag. And Craig's like, no, what? And it's apparently a shoe shine kit, and he's like, you're gonna take this, and you're gonna shine my shoes in the shitter right now. And Craig's like, no. And then a teacher comes and stops them. Miss Hart. Miss Hart, who was not Miss Hart. She was something else in the book. Which, again, is just a name change that was kind of weird. And she was played by Kelby Horville Baptiste. 
Yeah, I, I am know. butchering that name. I'm so sorry. You're a beautiful actress. Mm-hmm. But she stops him in the hallway and she says, Kenny, are you are you hazing the new students? Yep. <laughs> and he's like, no. No, of course not. Why would I be doing that? Yeah. And she says, Craig, what's in the bag? And Craig looks over at the bag and he's like, a half-eaten sandwich. Kenny wanted to know if I wanted it. And they both kind of smile at her. And she says, okay. And then she walks away and... Craig walks down the steps and Kenny's looking at him and he's like, you should have just shined the shoes. You should have just shined the shoes. And Craig's like, you should be thanking me. I just saved your ass. And he's like, no, you should have just shined the fucking shoes. And then he walks away. So you know that this guy, Kenny, has... He's got issues. He does. Yes. Miss Hart was Miss Harginson in the story. Which again, like why? why? I don't, I don't understand why you're changing the names. It's it literally means nothing. Right. It has like zero impact. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't really understand the name changes. Um, yeah. So he gets off on a bad bad note with Kenny, and so he comes home from school, and he's kind of meh, bummed <laughs> about school, and his dad's like, "Well, how was it? Was it great?" And he's like, eh. "Did you have a good day?" Yeah. And then he asks for an iPhone. Yes. Because all the cool kids have iPhones. And his dad's like, what do you need a phone for? You don't need a phone? He's like, well, what if I have an emergency? Yeah. His dad's like, you can, they could walk here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have an emergency? You yell you out just the door walk and walk outside. Yeah. They'll just walk down here. Small town living, man. So. Um, Christmas rolls around. Christmas rolls around, yes. And they're opening presents. And sure enough, you know, he gets his Christmas card from Mr. Harrigan. And he scratches it off. Yep. And you He goes know, upstairs to get his lucky dime and scratch off the scratch-off ticket. And it's a winner. It's a winner. $3,000. The big prize. Yes. Yep. And so then he opens up the gift from his father. And it it's is an iPhone. iPhone. Yes. It's the first generation iPhone. So yeah. his dad said, you know, I got it all, you know, it's all set up for you to go. Yeah. Ready to go. Who are you yep. going to call? And he says, I don't know. And he calls Mr. Harrigan, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Like, it warmed my heart. Yep. I, I call my grandma every morning. So I get it. Yep. So he, yeah, he calls Mr. Harrigan, you know, partially because that's who he thinks of to call. Because none a, of his friends have cell phones yet either. And it's a funny ass phone call. And yes. And because, you know, he won the scratch off. So he calls Mr. Harrigan and Mr. Harrigan's like, where are you calling from? It sounds like you're on the moon. And he's like, oh, I'm calling from my new iPhone. And he's like, oh, no, no. Those things, that's too much radiation. Radiation, Yep. <laughs> And then he tells him, you know, uh, the scratch-off was a big winner. And he says, well, it's about time one of those things paid off. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And then he's like, did you need anything else? Yep. Craig. And Craig's like, no, I just wanted to tell you Merry Christmas and thank you. And he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Hangs up the phone. He doesn't even wait for Craig. Wow. Yeah. It is fantastic. It's classic. Yes. It's classic older generation. Because I feel like, you know, they're very short sometimes. Mm-hmm. Crankety. Yeah. The but silent gen. Honestly, I'm the same way on the phone. I'm like, have we co- what we need to cover? Because I would like to get off the phone now. Can Thank this you. be a text message? Right. Like, for real. <laughs> That's and me. I would much rather text. Yeah. Whereas Tony, he's always like, just pick up the phone and call them. And I'm like, uh-huh. The only time I will talk on, that I will willingly talk on the phone is when I'm driving. 
because otherwise I'm too distracted by like the other things that I could be doing and I can't do because I'm on the phone. So, so I literally spend all day on the phone at work. Yeah. So when I'm in my personal life, I would so much rather text than mm-hmm. be on the phone because it's like I have to sit on the phone for well, a good just, portion of yeah. my day. It's not 100%. It's a good portion right. of my day. I'm on calls. Well, but also, I mean, you know, I don't I don't spend the whole day on the phone, but I spend the whole day with people yeah. and I have to have my professional persona on. Yes, yes. And like when I get home and done, I'm like, I just don't want to talk just anymore. Not talk right now. Like, yeah. yes. I mean, obviously I talk to my family, but I'm just like, holy crap, I am just done with being nice and friendly and knowledgeable and I just want to sit here and play a video game on my phone for a little while and not talk. Can we do that? And so we do. So yeah, that's why I feel like, oh, fucking phone call. I why? Agree. Why? I would much rather text. But yep. yeah, I get it. So he hangs up the phone and um, you know, then Craig says, you know, I think I know what I want to do. With some of the money. With some of the money. And his father's like, nope, it's going into your college fund. And he's like, no, most of it is. He's yes. like, how often do I spend money? And, you know, good argument. He's a good kid. He has good grades. Yep. He's, you know, straight and narrow. He's, yep. he's a good kid. Also, we should mention in here that his mother has passed. So right. it's just him and his dad. Yes. Which they kind of portrayed his dad to be a little bit more of a loser in the movie than he was in the book. They did because he in the beginning they talk about how he hadn't won, you know, or go- he used to be employee land. of the month all the yes. time. And there's his and favorite restaurant that they would always go to when he got an employee of the month and they hardly ever win anymore. But in the book, I mean, he was still consistently employee of the month. OK, he was a salesman yeah. for the tractors, John Deere tractors or whatever. And he was pretty consistently employee of the month. Wow. It wasn't you know, like, you know, he wasn't this just washed up guy because his wife died there's a lot of dead wives in stephen king yeah makes you wonder yeah his wife is very much alive i i know that and he's very much in love with her still at least his inscriptions sound that way Mm Mm-hmm. maybe she's really not alive oh and he just has like a her stuffed oh and oh we're going there (laughs) i mean it is stephen king (laughs) What if he's like that, you know? What if he's like, I love my wife because I can't she's bear to, dead. Yeah. <laughs> I can't bear to part with her. Yeah, exactly. So he stuffed her. It's, hmm. uh, so anyway, um, Craig decides that with part of his winnings, he is going to buy Mr. Harrigan an iPhone. And so he does. And yep, he does. And Mr. Harrigan does not want it. He's like, thanks, but no thanks. Give it to your dad instead. And Craig's like, show you this first and he also makes note and i love this part of the movie because it it's very true and relevant and you know all all things um he says i don't have a tv because or he says that there's a quote that ob- you don't own objects objects own you yes and that's why he doesn't have a tv in the house because he would be all consumed and he it would take up all his time and mm-hmm. he wouldn't be out and about and he wouldn't be reading and he mm-hmm. wouldn't be moving around and paying attention to his flowers and same thing with a radio he yep. enjoys country western country western in his car right but he doesn't need it in the house because he'd just be paying attention to that all the time what? My dog just farted and it smells disgusting. It's wafting oh. up here. Oh. 
Lovely. <laughs> e. So at first he doesn't want the iPhone. It's just going to be a distraction. No, no, no. But then Craig's like, let me show you something. And so he pulls up the stocks app. Yes. Which it still to this day annoys me that you can't delete that app. Yeah. It's just there always. And he shows Mr. Hannigan that Harrigan. Harrigan damn it. <laughs> Every time. Mr. Harrigan that, you know, when he gets the newspaper, even though he has that subscription, mm-hmm. he's a day behind. Right. Just like the rest of the world that's paying attention to that. But mm-hmm. people who have iPhones yeah. are getting information as it comes in. It's right away. Right. And, you know, he. Well, he's he's first excited about the stocks because he's looking at them and mm-hmm. he's like, wait. Are these in real time? And Craig's like, yeah. And then he's like, well, I mean, maybe they're like a minute or two behind. And he's like, yep. Oh, this is just like the the tickers that the old oil barons or whatever used to have back in the day. And Craig's like, I mean, yeah. But then he but also even sees. Faster. Then he sees like the dark side of it. Well, first Craig shows him the news, and yeah. that's where they have that. He's like, "Oh, I don't need the news. I get the Wall Street Journal." And Craig's like, "Yeah, but that's like a day old. These, this is like now news." And so he sees something about um, oh, I forget which one it was, but some um, uh, some company that's like closing a whole bunch of. I don't know. And that's going to affect his stocks. Right, yes. So he's able to immediately get on the phone with his broker and get rid of those stocks. And he's able to, which is funny because he's like, Craig, go get me my phone. And Craig's like, I mean, this, this, is, this is like, this is a phone. You, yeah. can just, you can just call on this. And he like shows him how to use it. And so by the end of it, you know, Mr. Harrigan's all in. He's, he wants the phone. But he also kind within of... Within a... Yeah, within a couple of days, he figures out the, the dark side of it. Yes, and he tells him that, you know, it's going to ruin the world. Yep. It's going to... And it does. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he like, talks about how, like, they're just giving away all of this information for free because this is, of course, before advertising, yep. before paywalls, before any of that shit. And he's also saying anybody can put anything they want on there. And you have no way to know if it's true or not. And all of these things are 1,000% accurate. Yep. They did figure out the paywalls. They did figure out all the advertising. There's so fucking much shit out there that's not true. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, and obviously this was written by Stephen King in 2020. So we already knew this stuff. But yes. in, in the story and in the movie, he's just, he's a prophet. Yeah. He sees it all coming. And he's right on the money. And Greg says that as he narrates. He says, you know, in that moment, Mr. Harrigan was a prophet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They also made mention of uh, Freiburg Fair, which any Stephen King fans will recognize Freiburg Fair. It's kind of a little little Easter egg that he hides in his stuff. In Kingdom Hmm. Hospital, there was Freiburg Fair. In Sarah Laughs, there was Freiburg Fair. In Mr. Harrigan's phone, there was Freiburg Fair. So it's kind of almost a little in-joke for Stephen King, which I noticed, so I thought I would throw that in there. It literally means nothing to any of the plot or anything, but I was like, oh, Freiburg Fair. There it is. There it is. All right. It's here, too. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... Time goes on, you know, um, the bullying is getting worse. Um, 
but he is also flourishing socially because he has this iPhone. Mm -hmm. Things are getting good for him on one hand, but there's that dark cloud of Kenny on the mm -hmm. other hand. And he approaches Mr. Hannigan and he says, or Harrigan, and he says, you know, what did you do? Or have you ever been bullied? Like, yeah. what have you, how did you deal with that? And he says, very swiftly or something yes. like that. Yeah, swiftly and God, I can't remember what he said exactly. Swiftly and I know. decisively, decisively. That's what it there was. It is. Swiftly and decisively. So you know, he's just kind of at a loss because he doesn't know how to deal with Kenny in that manner. He mm -hmm. just—he's just not that powerful man that right. Mr. Harrigan is. Yeah, and so he's just kind of you know avoiding him at all costs. Right. Um, and then one day he comes in. It's a Tuesday. A Tuesday. Which is a day when the housekeeper and the gardener are off. Off. Sorry. Whew. That was a, this is a bubbly drink. And uh, he sees Mr. Harrigan sitting in his chair with, and this is the first time you see him looking weak. Because, I mean, you do see him with the blanket over his lap and you do kind of think older gentleman, you know, mm -hmm. like elderly. You see him a little bit before that too with oxygen. Right. Because... Because Craig asks about it. He's not actively using it, but he does have an oxygen tank in the room. And Craig's but, like, "What? what's that all about? He's like, oh, I just scene, need it when I sleep. But in this scene, he's actually wearing the oxygen mask. And he's got the blanket. And he's definitely slouched into the chair some. And you know something is wrong mm -hmm. with this when he walks in. And yep. Craig's like, Mr. Harrigan? Yeah, Mr. Harrigan, and he walks over, and he just kind of like taps him, and then all of a sudden, his phone rings because yes. Craig has set up Mr. Harrigan's phone to have his number and hit, vice versa have the same ringtone, yep. which is "Stand by Your Man" by Tom, Tammy Wynette. Tammy yep. Wynette, yep. stand by your man. So yeah, he's he's you know he he touches Mr. Harrigan and like the phone gets jostled. Mr. Harrigan has the phone in his hand. He's obviously getting ready. He was getting ready to call Craig. Yeah, and jostles the phone, and the phone calls Craig's phone. Yeah, and it's kind of a moment of creepiness, and it definitely creeps Craig out. And he pulls the phone from Mr. Harrigan's hand, which is you know at this point he's gone into like rigor mortis. A little bit, yeah. He's he's definitely got a grip he's, on that yeah, phone. He's, he's stiffen up. Yeah. And he turns off the phone and then he just sticks it in his pocket, not yep. thinking about it. Into Craig's pocket. Yes. Craig into sticks Craig's it pocket. into Craig's pocket. Mm -hmm. And um, later that evening, he texts him and says, "Not yet, not yet." Um, so Mr. Harrigan's dead. Yes. Craig's got his phone. The, they show the funeral. Yes. And Craig is like, you know, it's an open casket. And Craig's dad is like, well, are you, are you going to go up? Do you want to go up and say goodbye? And Craig's like, yeah, but I want to be the last one. So, and his dad's like, okay, I'll wait outside. So Craig goes up there and, you know, he's kind of looking around to make sure he is the only one in the church at that moment. And he is. And so he slips Mr. Harrigan's phone into the breast pocket, like the inside breast pocket of Mr. Harrigan's suit. And so it gets buried with him. 
And later that evening is when he sends the text message that he's but going to really miss his, we're, we're, his nights together. Yeah, we're missing another part, though. When... No, see, he sends him that text after they find him dead. And then he slips it into the thing. Yes, that's how it goes in the movie. No, yes. no I, I just wrote it fucking down. No. no, he texts him first. Then there's the funeral. Then he slips the phone into... Okay, yes, the text is first. You're right. Yes, okay, then he slips the phone into the pocket. Because yes. then at the burial, he's given a letter from the attorney. Yes. And then, you know, we the find dad's that, like, oh my God, you're in the will. Yeah. And Craig's like, should I open it now? And he's like, yeah, I don't know. Why why not? Go ahead. Yeah. So he opens it up and there's something in the letter that says, it, that is remnants of what he texted Mr. Hannigan. Yes. Harrigan. Yes. God damn it. Harrigan. Yeah, about I too am going to miss our time together or whatever. Yeah. But it's it's very definitely, you're right, it's very definitely written almost like a response to Craig's text. Mm-hmm. Um, Which Craig does take as a response to his text. It, like, I mean, he definitely, definitely is freaked like out. But you hear the attorney say, well, he gave this to me two months ago mm-hmm. and told me to hold on to it for such an occasion. Yes. And Mr. Harrigan has left uh, Craig $800,000 in a trust to help him get through school and to get through graduate school school and to start him off in any career that he chooses. And And he recommends writing. Yes. Yeah. Not... Not screenwriting. Yeah, Yeah, because Craig says he thinks he's going to go to L.A. and be a screenwriter and... So Mr. Harrigan tells him to look up the joke about the starlet and the screenwriter, which is too vulgar to go into here. Yes. <laughs> so he, um, you know, says, "Don't I don't approve of screenwriting, but, you know, writing, yes. And I Consider like how that. he wrote that because he said search phrases are, yes. you know, for him to actively search the internet to the find joke. this joke. Yes. He would use screenwriter and scarlet. Starlet. Starlet. Yes. And so, um, so later that evening, you know, he is, um, he's sitting in his room. That's funny. I just Googled it and that is the first hit. I started typing in screenwriter and the first thing that popped up was screenwriter starlet joke. What's the joke? Let's see. Let's see what this Um, Let's see what it says. It's like a whole article to get to it. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so while she's looking at that, well, it doesn't. Wait a minute, hang on. I'm gonna say these doesn't, tornadoes are a fail. Oh, I don't really care for them. They're 115 calories, so they're not which is nice. Yeah, I mean, and gluten free. Mine is actually 112 calories. Mm-hmm. Oh, pineapple is even less. Pineapple. I need to see. I bet you it's the sugar in the. Passion fruit, because this one's definitely a little bit more sweeter than that one. Mm-hmm. Mm. The real joke Harrigan refers to reads, one of the oldest inside jokes out there is of the starlet so dumb she slept with the screenwriter in hopes of advancing her career. So basically saying that, you know, screenwriters aren't much of anything. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the joke. And I mean, I <laughs> don't think that was word for word, because that wasn't really very funny. No. But whatever. Um, yeah, so then he's sitting in his room and he's, you know, 
thinking about the letter and his text, and then all of a sudden he gets a phone call. No, no, Craig calls Mr. Harrigan. And leaves him a voicemail yeah, and says he's he just, going to miss him. Yes, he, he kind of just wants to hear Mr. Harrigan's voice. Yeah. And so he listens to his message, which is very much, I'm not available right now, I will return your call if it seems appropriate. Yes. <laughs> and so he says, you know, I thank you for the money. I would give it all back if I could just be with you. I know that that doesn't sound right or real, yeah, but, but it it's, is. It's, it's true. Genuine. I miss you. I miss hearing your voice. Yes. So he wakes up in the morning and he's, you know, getting his phone and he's getting ready to go downstairs. And then he sees that he has a text message from Pirate King. Which is Mr. Harrigan's handle. Yep. And it says CCCAA. Yep. And Craig runs down the stairs and goes to his father and says, we have to tell the the graveyard to, to yeah, dig up. Yeah, we got to get out there and dig him up. He yeah, was he's very alive. alive. He's alive. Yeah. And his dad's like, listen, I don't want to tell you this. Yeah, calm down. This is not 100% what's going on. he's not alive. They performed an autopsy. Yeah. They found he died out was, alone, so they had to perform an autopsy. Yep. Found out it was heart disease, so. He is 100% not alive. <laughs> and he's like, well, how do you explain this text message at 2.13 a.m.? You know, he was texting me. He, I, I stuck his phone. He buried him with his phone. And his dad says, well, his phone must have gotten hacked. The number is, is being hacked. And he's like, well, then if someone's playing a joke on me, then why didn't they write something funny like, yeah. help me, I'm stuck in a box. Right, yeah. And his dad says, that actually is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no real resolution to that beyond, no. well, uh, somebody must have cloned the phone. Right. Yep. So uh, something else happens at school with Kenny. He ends up getting expelled for selling dope. Um, and, well, Craig, Craig just... As far as Kenny goes, Craig just tends to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. So right. Craig is getting off the bus, walking into school. He happens to look over at Kenny, who is in the middle of selling somebody dope. And he's like a paranoid schizophrenic, this yeah. Kenny. He's, yeah. he's definitely they got don't some ever, like... They don't ever say that for certain, but they definitely do come out later and say he has mental problems. Right. I mean, for sure you can tell. Like, yeah. He does a good job. Um, that actor, he did a fantastic job. Um, let's see, what's his name? Cyrus Arnold. He, I mean, he, yeah, he nailed it. He did. He, he had the crazy eyes and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just had that kind of a face. That look. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Kenny ends up getting expelled because he's dealing drugs at school and it's not his first offense. He's been in trouble for all sorts of other things. But apparently Kenny is blaming Craig and thinks that Craig squealed on him. Which Craig didn't, but Kenny is whatever. So he gets beat up at the dance. And yep. Craig goes to the dance with his friends. Uh, he goes to the... He's on his way to the bathroom. Yes. And Kenny jumps him and drags him outside and beats him the hell up. And says, if you tell anybody about this... I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Miss Hart pulls him aside and is like, did Kenny do this to you? And Craig's like, I don't know. I didn't see him. Yep. Kenny's not here anymore. I don't, it couldn't have been Kenny. Right. Yeah. I don't know who did this. Yeah. Craig just, he just wants it to be over. Like he's like, it's done. We're done now. It's over. We're done. So. Then he calls Mr. Hart or Mr. Harrigan. Yep. And 
What does he tell them about Kenny? He just tells he tells them all about what happened and how he's being bullied and how he just yeah. doesn't he just doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he's yeah. he just doesn't he beat know. him up and he doesn't know what to do and he he wants it to be over but he's really really afraid that it's not going to be over and he just really Until wishes. He dies. Yeah, he really wishes Mr. Harrigan was there to give him some it, advice. Yeah, yep. And so uh, the next day, he gets a another text message that says. A-A-C-C-C-X. Something, yeah. And then he finds out shortly after that that Kenny is dead. dead. Mm-hmm. That he apparently slipped and fell out of his own bedroom window and he was drunk broke sneaking his neck. out and fell out. But they show him in that, yes. like after, you know, they show kind of a flashback to Kenny's death where he is laying in the exact same position yes. that Craig was laying in, which is a weird position with his arms kind of wrapped under him when Kenny beat Craig up. And Kenny is holding a tin of shoe polish yes. in his hand, and it's all running out of his mouth yes. as though he had been eating it or something. Because it, yeah, it doesn't look like a suicide. or yes. I mean, even though they say it was accidental, but then they say, you know, they had issues. Yeah, he had a lot of issues. And it Craig, wasn't because Craig goes and talks to Miss Hart about it. Yes, Craig goes to the house. And she's like, Are you feeling get well, Craig sees, you know, they drive by the house. Yes. But he goes and talks to Miss Hart at school about it because he's having a hard time dealing with it. Yes. And Miss Hart's like, You're not feeling bad about this, are you? And he's like, I mean, well, kinda and she's like, Don't feel bad. Like She's like, I'm never happy when or I can't say that I'm Happy when happy a student, a student when dies. a child dies, but I am glad it wasn't you. Yes. But she's also saying, you know, like I've seen, like I shouldn't be telling you this, but I've seen Kenny's file. He had, you know, family problems. He had yes. mental problems. He had, you know, all the trouble he was in at school. Like this kid was messed up. So it's really it's not, not your you. fault. And so then Craig asks her if she believes in ghosts. Because yep. he's suspicious that Mr. Harrigan had something to do with this. And what she says, you know, because he's like, oh, you're a, she's the science you're teacher. You're a scientist. You're a scientist, so you probably don't believe in this stuff. And she's like, I'm not a scientist, I'm a teacher. And let me tell you what my grandmother told me. A person shouldn't call out unless they want an answer. Yes. Which is kind of creepy. <laughs> and true. It's very true, but it's kind of creepy. And also a theme in... I would say Stephen King books. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. You just yes, might get it. Exactly. Yes. He's a he's a wish granter. Uh-huh. Um, so, at this point, then, you know, Craig is definitely suspecting that he is communicating mm-hmm. with Mr. Harrigan. Yeah. And he's not sure what to do. Um, so he goes and he talks to the priest. And he tells the priest, you know... The same thing that he tells his father, like, I received these text messages, and now mm-hmm. I feel bad. And his, you know, the priest confirms Mr. Harrigan had an autopsy. You know, there were problems in Kenny's family. Yeah. He's like, I'm good friends with the parish over, That's actually you know. how he found out what happened. Yeah. Was, was from the priest. There was an interesting and probably necessary departure from the story at this point. Mm-hmm. In the story, Kenny dies of strangulation. Um, and so at first Craig thinks that he, he like hung himself and he later finds out from somebody, I can't remember one of his friends that like their dad is a 
cop or something. She's going to fall asleep in you this got chair. This, She's right? wrapped you up got in her this blanket. Right, Shiloh. I do, but I'm not. <laughs> this isn't the Shiloh podcast. This is Shiloh and Liz. I know. Um, he finds out in the book that Kenny died of autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, see? Yes. So, That's but fun. he's like, what did, you know, he was like in the closet hanging yeah. himself and jerking off. And he's like, you know, what did he see in that closet? Yeah. That caused him to to not ultimately have a stroke, right? And... To to not free himself before he asphyxiated. Yeah. Yep. So also in there, we find out about Dusty Billadoo. Yes, and uh, he is apparently an ex employee of Mister Harrigan's. And when um, Harrigan fired him, he was a gardener, and he was caught stealing from Mister Harrigan. Mm-hmm. And so Harrigan just let him go. Mm-hmm. And even though Mr. Harrigan knew that, you know, he supported his family. He was the solo income for his family. Mm-hmm. And um, so this guy took it real rough. And same thing. He he died under mysterious circumstances, but really it looked like a suicide. It looked like a suicide. But, but he wrote something in the, on the wall. He said F-U-H. Fuck yeah. you, Harrigan. But in the, in the book, it's never said what happens to Dusty. It says that he stole from Mr. Harrigan and Mr. Harrigan made sure he never worked in that county again. Like no one would hire him, nobody would work with him, and so they ended up Well he did that in moving. the movie too. Right. But, but in the move. movie or in the book, yeah, it's never yeah. it's never stated that he kills himself. It he just never worked again and so they up and and R U N N O F T. Yeah, and he definitely. I, we watched that the other day. I love that movie. It's such a good um, movie. I is. need to um, put on some chapstick. So you talk okay. for a minute while I get my chapstick. Well, here we'll just pause because I'm gonna go oh. check on the puppies. Okay. All right. So we don't really know what it, happened to yeah. Dusty, but it, we just kind of. It, what they say is he went into a garage with his truck and he never came out. Asphyxiated himself. Yes. With his truck. Yeah. So Craig is kind of putting all this stuff in his head. And that's when I was saying, like, not knowing is what makes this mm-hmm. kind of exciting and terrifying and all the things. Oh, I know. Passion fruit's a little tart. It is. I actually enjoy it. I'm not too... It's more like water than this one. The The pineapple one has more of a flavor to it mm-hmm. that lasts longer. But the passion fruit is like... Yep. Eh. Well, but let's be fair. They're both gone, too. So. Yep. Um, so then Craig calls Mr. Harrigan because he's, he's really worried about this whole connection between, you know, did, did Mr. Harrigan do this? Like, he calls Mr. Harrigan to find out if, you know, and leaves another message. Like, Knock on my wall three times. Yes. If Knock you did, if you times. did something... On the ceiling if you want me. No? I do know that. Twice on the pipe means the answer is no. (laughs) Oh, my sweet thing. Okay, so she's getting slap happy at this point. Um, so I'm just so tired. Yeah. He gets a tech, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. It's like having a newborn. It is like having a newborn. That's exactly what it is, except you've got four of them. Right. Um, so, you know, Craig is like, knock on the wall three times if if it was you if you did something to kenny and so he sits and waits and no knock but then of course ding he gets a text and it's c a c c c no a a c c c x which 
in the book that wasn't immediate the way it was in the movie that was kind of like the only jump scare really was when he immediately got that text back and of course it's in a totally quiet room and you're waiting for the knocks and instead it's a text so um craig ends up getting a new phone he's like i'm done with this shit i'm not playing with it anymore well the the priest tells him gives him the advice and says you know Leave the technology behind. I think you're. I think you spend too much time on your on your telephone, and you need to, you know, involve yourself in the church a little more. Go back to basics. You know, mm-hmm. read a book. Yeah. You know, he basically just tells him to detach, and he's like, you know what? Lay That's off the iPhone. Fucking great idea. Let's let's upgrade my phone so that way it's a completely different device. Mm-hmm. So he does. He goes and he upgrades it, and I thought it was really funny because at the store. Um, you know, he's talking to the technician and he's like, oh, you're going to love this phone. It's great. It's you like know. a four at yeah. this point. It's already up to a four. Yeah. And he's like, those first iPhones, they had a lot of bugs with them. And he's yeah, like, well, I was getting glitches. He's like, I was getting text messages. And he's like, well, did you know the person you were in? He's like, yes, but, but they, they weren't they for weren't, them. Yeah, yeah. They weren't able to text. Exactly. And he's like, well, you know, sometimes uh, we theorize that there was some a glitch in the system that caused phantom messages to yeah. come through. And they were like, ghost text. That's yeah. what he called them. Ghost yep. text. And I was like, I like this interaction. Cool. Then he tells them, oh, you know, we'll take your old phone. We'll completely wipe the information and we're going to donate it to people who, who can't afford cell phones. Yeah. And Craig's like, yeah, that sounds nice, but I think I'm going to keep mine. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, you know what? I've got a little sister that wants a phone. I'm going to give it to her. But what he does is all of the contacts and everything get transferred from the old phone to the new phone. So, of course, the first thing Craig does is try to call Mr. Harrigan. And he can't. And, yeah, the line has been, you know, whatever, disconnected, not in service, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, good. So then he goes off to college. He puts his old box, he puts his old phone. phone into a box and he just shoves it in the back of his closet. His dad is seeing him off to college and he sees his mom standing next to his dad. And, of course, we know when his he's, mother. Yeah, when he's in the rear view as he's yep. pulling out. Um, also, at this point, I made a note that Rosie laid on the remote and turned the TV off. <laughs> I'm, like, watching and all of a sudden the TV just goes off. And I'm like, what the what the fuck happened? And then I look down and Rosie's got her big ass on the remote. She's so cute. She is so cute. I love Rosie. But she laid her fat butt right on the remote and turned it off. Puppy Rosie is my favorite. Oh, God. She was ridiculously cute. I can't even. She's just can't so even. Ridiculous. So, um, Rosie turned off the TV and Shiloh just stopped watching at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a sign. No, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's over. You guys yep. want to hear the ending? Yeah. Watch it yourself. No. Nope. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, he goes to college, and he is actually thriving in college. Mm-hmm. It seems like, you know, he's doing really great. He's studying um, journalism. Yes. He went to Emerson like Miss Hart did. Yep. Um, his roommate yeah, is from L.A. Doing, it's hilarious. He wants to be a, uh, an, an actor. actor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, he's just he's just doing well. He's thriving. He's studying hard. And, you know, he narrates. He says, you know, I, I owe it to my father and Mr. Harrigan to... To do well. To do well. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, and he's on scholarship too. Yeah. So that means that he's not using any of the money that's in the trust. Yeah. Which and that's is, a little bit different in the... He's looking something. Oh, I thought your floor. dog just threw up on the floor. It's a little bit different in the story. He says, you know, he could have got scholarships, but thanks to Mr. Harrigan, he didn't need to. Okay. So, yeah. Huh, interesting. Yep. So, anyways, um, then he gets a phone call from his father. And it, it comes at the same time as he's kind of reminiscing on 
Mr. Hare again. Yeah, and, and the whole deal with the phone. Yes. And then his phone rings, and of course it kind of freaks him out. Well, he's sitting there with his roommate, and his roommate's like, God, turn that song off. What is no, that? Yeah, he's playing, so that's he, right, he's playing Stand By Your Man. Well, he turns to the next song, like he hits next, and it turns on Stand By Your Man, and that's when his father calls. So the phone yes. rings as the phone, that's as right. the, the computer is playing Stand By Your Man, and Craig just kind of was like, holy shit. And he sees that it's his father, and he's like, oh, hey, Dad, what's up? And his dad's like, I've got some bad news. And so you find out that Mrs. Hart um, was in a car accident where she died in a head-on collision. It was her and her fiancé mm-hmm. on their way home from a honeymoon or a, a like vacation a little, yeah, or something. Like a little weekend, kind of. Yeah, and the next town over or something like that. Yeah. They were coming back from, like, Virginia or something. Looking at the fall colors. And uh, there was hey, another man. guy who was driving down the road, and he, um, I can't think of his name. I, I His name was well, Dean. Yeah. I forget his, I didn't write down his last well, name. Well, Dean. Dean was drinking, mm-hmm. driving in his Cadillac Escalade, mm-hmm. and, you know, swerving all over the place, and he, he hit he the car. He dropped something on the, like, he dropped something, and it fell down yes. on the passenger floorboard, and so he was trying to reach, reach it, it and not paying attention. And he hits their car just right to where he only kills Mrs. Hart. Well, it was weird because they said a head-on collision, but when they showed it, it, it looked like not. it was a T-bone. Yeah. And it totally killed Miss Hart. In the story, Miss um, Hart is actually married, and her and her husband are taking a weekend motorcycle trip. Huh. And they get hit by Dean. And, of course, they both die because they're on a motorcycle. Um so, and he, her husband was also a very popular teacher at a different school. So okay. it's just a really, it's a big deal. Um, so you come, you, you know, you come to find out that Dean's punishment is like in this resort-like rehab facility for yes. his alcoholism. He's, he's rich. And yes. he has gotten away with DUIs before. He was actually, I think he was driving without a license. Yes. In this one. In this instant, and Craig's like, oh, he's not going to get away with it. He's not going to get away with it. <laughs> Sounds like my father. Yeah. He's not going to get away with it. And because he's a rich asshole, he gets away he with got it. Him. He yeah. just has to go to rehab. And it's a, like a big resort with, you know, tennis courts and swimming pools. And it's a vacation, not a punishment. And Craig is furious. So yep. he goes home. He makes himself a sandwich. And by home, he means his dad's house. Yeah. Goes upstairs. Plugs in his old phone, waits for that to charge, and he calls Mr. Harrigan. Yep. And he says, Mr. Harrigan, there's a man named Dean, maybe Watts? Something with a W. Yeah. Whitaker, Watts. Something like that. And he says he was a, a really bad man, and he killed one of a really, a great teacher of mine who used to help me all the time, Miss Hart. She was a good person, and, you know, she did not deserve this. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think he got what he deserved. And he narrates after that that as soon as he hung up, he felt remorse. He yeah. felt terrible. He felt really bad. And um, so he kept checking the internet to see what was going on. You know, he kept Googling that guy's name over mm-hmm. and over and over again. And he said, you know, surely... Nothing is going to happen. You know, I'm just making all this up in my head. Dean Whitmore. Dean Whitmore. Yep. And so then he Googles it and he sees local man found dead. 
at rehab rehab center or something like that so he goes to the rehab center and he waits for an orderly to come outside on a smoke break and he's like hey I got some questions for you, and I'm willing to pay for those answers And um, about a patient. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. Go to the front desk. They'll tell you anything you need. You're a reporter or whatever. And he's like, about Dean Whitaker. Yeah, Whit- Whitmore. Whitmore, whatever God it was. damn it. That's okay. And um, so he just, you know, he says $200, and, you know, he gets the, Well, he says one, and then the guy's like, no, no. No, 200 two. yeah. Yeah. So he, he gives him the information for $200. Turns out that well, he... Well, that was kind of a funny scene. Yes. Because the orderly has, um, has him meet later. Yes. At, like, this little seedy kind of a strip club, club and it, it's like a nasty strip club and so craig's like in his car waiting for this guy and like every he or no he's standing by the he's standing by the door and of the strip club and jaden like, martell everybody's watching him still looks 12 yeah he really does he looks very young <laughs> he like you know yeah and so like the bouncer is like kind of eyeballing him and then some of the strippers start going in and they're all staring at him and one pulls her glasses down yeah, and she gives him a good him. Eye, yeah, yeah good look um so when the orderly pulls up in his car, like, Craig just, like, flings himself into the car. Yep. Which I was thinking when I saw that, I was like, well, that doesn't look any better. No. <laughs> Little Craig getting in the car with this old older man, like, that's not good. So it does not. he finds out how Dean has killed himself, which is um, he drank some shampoo to grease the runway, mm-hmm. then broke a bar of soap in half and shoved it down his throat. And it was a fancy bar of soap. Yes, it wasn't just any old soap. It was a it was Booth Bay soap, which earlier in the movie, when yes. Craig gets beat up and Miss Hart is helping him, he says that she smells good. And she's like, I mean, it's just soap. It's it's you know, Booth Bay soap. And she talks about the soap that she uses, which is not a very, it's kind of an artisanal yes. kind of soap. It's its fancy. It's not one that, you know, it's not Dial. You're not going to yeah. just find it in the grocery it's store. Dove. Um, so then he says, well, did he leave a, did he leave a note? And he says, yeah, sort of. Uh, you know, it's kind of more of a, a hem or a poem or something. Yeah. And he's like, well, what did it say? And um, did you write it down? No, I didn't. Okay, I'll find it. And I guess it was the lyric of some song. It was the lyric to the Tammy Wynette song, Stand By Your Man. Um, let's That's see. what I was trying to look up earlier to see if it was, and then I just kind of escaped my mind because I didn't write down. Kind of, he did, Squire said. Kind of sweet, actually. Almost a prayer. Keep giving all the love you can, it said. Stand by your man. Yep. My arms broke out in goose, goose flesh, but my sleeves covered that, and I was able to manage a goose smile. Goose flesh. I could have told him that wasn't a prayer, but a line from Stand By Your Man by Tammy Wynette. And he does tell him that it, it's not a prayer, it's a lyric. Mm-hmm. And then he gets out of the car, and he's, you know, shaken, and he walks away, and he's, you know, He gets into out. his car, and he's, like, screaming and crying because he wanted it to happen, but he didn't want it to happen. And he received a text message that said CCCST. And so he goes and he visits Mr. Harrigan. Harrigan's Hannigan. Harrigan's grave. Harrigan's grave. And he says, I, I figured out what your text message means. Yep, I figured it out. It means, means Craig, Craig stop. stop. Yep. And so he's like, I don't know, 
why you're, you know, I don't know if what I'm doing is hurting you or if you want me to stop because it's hurting me, but it has to stop and I'm sorry. And it's going to stop. It's going to stop. And you can rest easy now. Yes. Yep. And so then he takes, he, before he leaves the cemetery, he visits his mother's grave as well. Yeah, which he had been avoiding. Yeah. Because he says that. He'd only been there one other time and his father goes weekly. Yeah. He's like, I couldn't, I couldn't go to her grave because then it would be real. Yeah. That she was really gone forever. But he goes to her grave and, you know, he's weeping on his knees in front of her grave. And then he goes to what looks like a quarry. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out his phone, um, the old one, and he chucks it into that quarry. Yep, chucks it into the water. And that's it. Well, then he picks up his, he takes out his new phone. Yeah. And he's about to chuck it into the water, and then he changes his mind. And that's how it ends. So, I loved it. How did it compare? Yes. How did it compare from the book to the movie? Well, I mean, while we were going through it, I pretty much covered it. Yeah, I told you all of so the changes. We, there just so we, there weren't many. It was pretty close then. Yeah, it really, really was. I was impressed, and um, which I think because of the fact that it was written in 2020 and then picked up pretty much immediately after it was written, because it was so modern and so relevant mm-hmm. that it. It may not have needed any changes in the eyes of those well, pesky screenwriters. Yes, but also I feel like because it was a short story. It was only 88 yeah. pages long, so it was able to easily be translated into two hours. Yeah. Versus, you know, the thousand page it, which you're just not going to be able to get that in there. Um, but I like how it ended. Um, in the movie instead of the book? In the movie and in the book. It says... I do know two things, however, and they are as solid as New England rock. I don't want to be cremated when I go. Yes. And I want to be buried with empty pockets. Yeah, he says that in the movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's a great line. It is. But, yeah, this was really, I was, like I said, I was excited to watch it. I was nervous to watch it because I was afraid of what they were going to do to it. But it was almost... Well, listen, 100% spot the, on. The first time I watched it, mm-hmm. I immediately after I was done, even before it said Stephen King on there, I was like, Shiloh can watch this. Her kids can watch this. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like terrible about this. Mm-hmm. Like the whole family's going to enjoy this. Yep. So I texted you immediately and then I was like, oh my God, it's by Stephen King. And you're like, oh my God, it is by Stephen King. Yep. Um, I think you were the one who ultimately told me you're like that's a short story by Stephen King and I was like oh my god it is by Stephen King (laughs) um and I I'm gonna give it um I'm gonna give it five cheers oh all right yeah I'm right there with you I thought it was a really really good movie it stuck to where it needed to be it did it it kept right on point and my thought was when I watched it was like Stephen King must have been talking to Joe Hill about how to do his movie adaptations (laughs) this one was spot on yeah so yeah, I was I was very happy it with was it. Good. Mm-hmm. It was very, very good. much. Yes, I definitely recommend it. Hornitos. <sighs> I'm gonna give it a one and a half. Oh, ouch. I mean, in- ouch. I was gonna give it a three. I mean, it's okay. It would be. It would definitely be better like in the summer. Yeah. This is this is more of a sitting outside by the pool kind yeah. of a drink than, you know, huddled in front of the Well, someone brought <laughs> the it. microphone. Yeah. Someone brought it to my house and, you know, left me with that. That's why I was saying it's my leftovers mm-hmm. from the yeah. weekend. We played uh, Hogwarts Battle and, you know, yeah. 
while I was feeding puppies, well, they played Hogwarts Battle. I watched because I was like overwhelmed with the day. Yes, as you <laughs> I would was be, like, yes. I'm not gonna be able to to do this right now. Yep. Like I am no, I'm in no state of mind. Right. Um. But yeah. So I mean, forgive me. No wine. That's okay. I mean, I had a feeling that, like, honestly, I thought about it and was like. I wonder if she's got wine. I bet she doesn't. And I was like, but if I text and ask her, she's going to ask me to get wine, and I don't really feel like going to get wine. <laughs> so I was like, whatever. We'll just make do with whatever we got. I'm going to go to Jungles, and I'm just going to buy, like, six bottles and yeah. just be done with it. Yeah, for a while. Anyway. Yeah. 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 And then I'll do it next time. Yeah. We need to go to Cooper's Hawk and get in their, like, wine of the month club or whatever. But Cooper's Hawk is adult wine. I, their I, almond though is delicious. Yeah, so there's there's some wines that are are light because you know it's a restaurant and they've got to accommodate mm-hmm. all palates that are going there. Yeah. Um, but it is more of a. It's definitely more of a. It's grown a up. real yeah. wine. It's real wine. It's not. But their their almond is delightful, and I've been meaning to get to Cooper's Hawk and get a bottle of that for us to drink, and I just haven't gotten around to it because i'd love to just go eat at cooper's talk that would be so nice good. too yeah i might do it in the next week or so i don't know oh i'm so jealous there's a whole thing i gotta tell you about with with that stuff okay yeah. it's not podcast stuff but no. it's just stuff anyway so next time we get together we're gonna do the luckiest girl alive or luckiest girl alive there's actually no the in the book i don't know if there's in the movie but there's no the it's just luckiest girl alive yeah which my main man Jerome went and picked up for me when it finally came off hold. <laughs> so that was nice of him. He's a good hubby. I love him. He is a good hubby. He's a good guy. That was very nice of him. Mm-hmm. Even though the library is not too far, so. No, but he was, it was on a Wednesday when it came in and he was off work. And I'm like, hey, could you just grab that for me? Wednesday like, hey, sure. is also, um. Ooh, now I'm hot. Ooh. Having a hot flash. What is happening? Uh, Wednesday is also the farmer's market. Yes. So, yes. anywho, that downtown area gets a little busy. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see you next week then, guys. I guess we'll at some talk point. At yes. you we'll talk week. at you next time. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. Everybody enjoy your genocide day. Happy Turkey Day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Colonialism Day. And um, Happy... I hope you don't get smallpox. Yes. <laughs> But stay safe, enjoy your time with your families, and we will talk at you next time on Three Three Shows shows and and a a Book. book.